0: That big processor you've got there. It's a fox's remix. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: what does the fox say? <laughs> I think you laughed in the rhythm of the fox then. This is the rhythm of the fox. <laughs> Welcome to the
1: Soldiers of Hell
2: podcast.
1: I'm Andy.
2: 1999 a slightly disturbing young man declared that we are soldiers of hell we are neither soldiers nor from hell
0: fire up your mini discs and listen now here he is in the kitchen for our semi-regular feature and
1: by semi-regular i mean perhaps once every eight, 18 months uh, cooking I'm, with andy very much like Jonah Louie you'll always find me in the kitchen not necessarily at parties oh, oh. alexa stop timer does that mean it's ready? Uh, no,
0: that's a pizza That's a pizza time. Oh. it? i sorry, It's
1: alright, we've uh, got our special guest. Mrs. Haley G. Meloday, G. Oh. So,
0: this is pizzas for the girls, isn't it? Yeah,
1: pizzas for the girls, um, but we're preparing something a little bit more. Let's go for exotic, shall we? Uh, for us, we're going to have it a. a Harry Dieter's um, Chicken Tikka Masala, the classic British dish.
0: Oh, that's the sound of onions. Sound of onions, yeah. It's so, what, what's this the sound of?
1: Do you like to let loose in the kitchen? Oh, I love letting let loose in the kitchen. Um, can we just make sure that we've only played enough for that so we don't have to pay royalties? <laughs> yeah. it Richie? Is that the name of the Rich- Richie Wormeling?
0: Wormaling! Yes, I yeah. can't remember the name. Oh, was Lee the
1: drummer? Don't, I don't know. I don't remember the name of the guitar. I feel sorry, really, for anyone whose surname sounds like some sort of pet product.
0: <laughs> it does. It certainly does. So the uh, onions
1: are sweating. The onions are sweating. Um <laughs> some onions you've got there. It's a pan full of onions. Yep. And uh, some garlic and some... Uh, some ginger. Garlic and ginger. Yeah? Nice. yeah. Nice. Uh, ginger being my uh, second favourite ginger. First favourite, of course, being Matt Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered where That's, that was going to go. But thinking. he doesn't isn't fit into the pan. No. Is it uh, Nicola from Girls Loud? No, she's way down. Way down. Uh, winner of The mass Singer, of course. Yeah, what did you think of mass singer? I don't. I think it's one of the few things we haven't discussed. as a cultural phenomenon.
0: I uh, know. <laughs> it feels almost like two years ago now, seeing as so much has happened in between that and and now. I, I I enjoyed the mass singer. Two things annoyed me after a while, though. One one was the whole take it off. Take. I felt really uncomfortable watching a whole crowd of Larry people shout take it off take it off
1: a baying crowd yeah yeah it also it just seemed to be dragged out needlessly F- forever it's like yeah we we've all watched uh, who wants to be a millionaire but we don't need that level of suspense anymore you're announcing a b-level celebrity dressed as a monster not announcing winner of best picture yes the uh, the other
0: thing that annoyed me was, again, repetitive. It was um, when Ken... Was it Ken? The I think it's Ken. Yeah. He... The guy from The Hangover. Yes. I know exactly who this is. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, yeah. it was
1: funny. First first three times he did it. The 30th time. The thing that annoyed me about that as well is that he was saying, I know exactly who this is, and then talking about... British celebrities he's clearly never heard of. Yeah. That he's been provided a brief synopsis of their career beforehand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's...
1: I suppose... First thing about it is that they they promised quote big name stars. Who, Who was the biggest star on there, do you reckon? I think arguably Khalees. Yes. As one of the few um... Properly international. I mean, Silo Green. Yes, he's bigger, as Well, well yes. <laughs> In many ways, I like, Have
0: we got a costume that fits?
1: Yes. When, I mean, when a couple of the um, judges were guessing, Khalees, I was like, "Come on, you're having a laugh." And then I was genuinely shocked when it was her. Uh, first of all, because I thought, "What is she getting out of this?"
0: Can what I is- just can I just pause you for a second? She just
1: Yes, that's the other Let Loose hit. <laughs> so we've heard, what was the first one? Crazy for You. Yeah. And this is Take It Easy. Yes. I think you're forgetting everybody saying everybody's do Oh, and, yeah. Under uh, 17. Oh, yes. Which I, f- I find really creepy. Listening back.
0: And uh, that guy's probably like in his 50s. If they're still on tour, he's got to sing a song about being in love with a 17-year-old. Awkward. Uh, yeah. It's not, not the best, is it? Um, anyway, that's Let Loose for you. Do you think Let Loose could have been the natural successor to Aha, who were the natural successor to Duran Duran?
1: Oh, um, yeah, I think there's a good chance you might be right on that, won't it? If they'd have brought a third Timothy Dalton film out
0: in, uh, in the early 90s, could they have done the Bond?
1: If they'd have I don't know, they might have been a bit early for Let Loose, I think, mm. were they peakies sort of 94, 95, yeah, yeah. I've got a very distinct memory of going to the uh, the Big City Bash in Derby Town Centre and Let Loose with a headline act. Probably the best gig you've ever been to. Uh, well, bar the never-ending um, right Said Fred that we went to. Never-ending? Yeah. <laughs> Never <ending. laughs> all the way home every now and then i um i can't help myself i put deeply dippy on i think it is a genuinely good song it
0: is i do like it i also think it um it's a very good mashup
1: with uh 500 miles if you put the start on for a split second i can never quite tell i can't believe no one's done it um, uh, now this word escaped me a couple of weeks last time we met. Mashup? Well, no, not mashup. Medley. 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 Yeah. <laughs> a melody. A melody. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I'll get on it. Well, I think you should.
0: You know that right? Said Fred
1: Gig. Yeah.
0: We actually uh, were the support out weren't we? <laughs>
1: That's what I. Liked. <laughs> Rick Astley. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. But we did karaoke, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, and it was broadcast to the entire stadium, <laughs> or it was in my head. I mean... <laughs> right, so I'm cooking what hopefully will be a tikka masala. And I suppose everyone thinks of it, or at least did think of it, as an Indian or at least Eastern dish. But in fact, it's common knowledge now it was invented in Britain. Yeah. The version of how it was invented that I heard was on QI. Okay. So the credit has to go to Stephen Fry. Um, to or his research. Or it, yeah, at least the QI elves. And so the story goes that... Um, Sorry, okay, I'll just pause you there. <laughs> There's the third at song. <laughs> I don't know this one. Oh, um, This is... I want to make it with you, yes. which is a cover of a bread song, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Um, the only other bread song I know is uh, the theme tune to
0: <laughs> <laughs> <For> the Bread.
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah, so in Glasgow, a guy was in a, an Indian restaurant, um, and they brought us out a dish, and the, the chicken was a bit dry. So he said, "And this is the way that Stephen Fry did it." do you have any gravy? <laughs> and so they're basically knocked up with ketchup and whatever spices they had in the kitchen, the sauce that is now a tikka masala sauce. And it's been and it's honed a staple and perfected over the years. Well, it's, I suppose in this way, it's similar to like a bolognese in that there is no one definitive recipe yes. for what is a tikka masala. And it will, every restaurant and chef, and depending on what region they're from, and how they've been taught. I suppose they'll have their own take on what it should be. Yeah. And so it's one of those great, universal, but ultimately continually different meals. I've um, I've got a book by Heston Blumenthal called In Search of
0: Perfection, and he tries to create the perfect version of the six British, classics i suppose tikka masala is not actually in there but he does like fish and chips he does um perfect steak and one of them is spaghetti bolognese so he goes around italy and finds the perfect recipe in italy and he finds the perfect um tomatoes and he does all these different versions of it and he and he puts them um available to punters in his, his pub and he gets them all to to, to try these different versions. No one likes them. They like the one that is most like the home-cooked thing that they've got in their head.
1: And I suppose that's the thing, is that you Like a roast dinner, it's why mum's roast dinner is always the best. Yeah. Because that's what you expect. That's It's more to do with the memory and the association and, the, and what that triggers than the actual taste because all of those things collectively go into your yeah. brain and that's what perfection is. Yeah, just like this song
2: it's time for a rank what shall we call this feature the soldiers of hell rank off come rank with me strictly come ranking maybe just a load of rank (laughs) Uh, oh hi there guys this is al from the award winning separate the elite from the chav podcast you can find us on the anchor app and all good podcast listening apps If you like hearing two balding northern men chatting about who's the best celebrity sexual predator or infamous serial killer intermingled with comedy sketches and songs, then we're right up your dark alley. Anyway, enough of that. I'm here to tell you who is my favourite soldier from hell. Here's a few clues. He's tall, dark and handsome and likes to wear tight shirts, tight leather jackets and even tighter permed hair. Yes, you've guessed it, he's the main protagonist of the 1980s adventure crime drama, Night Rider. Michael Knight, a young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless, in a world of criminals who operate above the law. Four reasons why he's my fave. Number one, in the pilot episode, is just a young regular cop named Michael Long who gets in the way of a gun and gets his face blown off and survives. Number two, he wakes up to find he's been given, without his own permission I may add, a perfect facial reconstruction to look like David Hasselhoff and a completely new identity. He is a man who does not exist. Number three, his new boss, is a suave, candy floss haired English guy called Devon Miles who gives him a bloody driverless, talking black Pontiac Firebird Trans Amp for free called Night Industries 2000 or Kit for short. Autonomous cars in the early 80s? Already been done, Google. Number four, he goes to a new town every episode to get off with women who always look a bit like him and also to solve crimes. It's the A-Team but with just one man and a cool car. But he refuses to let the bruised and sensitive ego car drive itself because Michael Knight is the biggest ego going. I don't know why though, his best friend is a car. (laughs) Number five, best theme tune of any show, period. Anyway, I hope I've sold this segment enough that some Hollywood exec comes across this podcast and gives me a free talking car. I'll see you later, lads. Take care.
0: So you've had enough of Letlis.
1: Yes, we moved on. We've, um, I asked the computer... To uh, shuffle all of my music. What's her what, name? Uh, Alexa.
0: <laughs> Wasn't listening. Um, but she sh- will be when people listen to this podcast on their
1: device. And <laughs> she'll wake up again and ruin the podcast. Yeah. Ah, self-defeated. Anyway, um, yeah, I asked her to shuffle all of my music, which is quite a lot of music, and shuffle it all. It came up with two Oasis tracks on the bounce. Mm. And now we've skipped again and we landed on Foxes. Okay. If we get two Foxes songs on with Amps, you know. I don't think there are two
0: Foxes foxes songs (laughs) on. What what does the Fox say? (laughs) Is that a food (laughs) print? Is that a food that you've got there?
1: It's a Foxes Yes. (laughs) What does the Fox say? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think you laughed in the rhythm of the fox then This is the rhythm, rhythm of the fox <laughs> The fox Oh yeah How much can we do? We've the got, we got foxes fox. in the background Which I don't know if you can hear Which we probably shouldn't play on And the if podcast. our
1: wives are listening We've got foxes in the lounge hey, hey. <laughs> And if they're not
0: listening We've got foxes in the kitchen <laughs> just because we left the door open and they
1: wandered in after the food. We've got Fox Mulder in the kitchen.
0: Yes, we have. And Angel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, those those heady days. Yeah. It's knocking on the door of 40 now. And I'm not really sure that it's played out the way
1: we'd hoped. I mean, I've not seen David Borianes since he was in that um, Dido video. And in my head, he's aged in exactly the same way as I have, so I think the comparison stands. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid to say, I saw him in a trailer for a TV
0: show recently, and he hasn't aged a day. Bones? No, not bones. <laughs> have you got a bone with David Baroness? <laughs>
1: <laughs> David Boneyara. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you're returning to the Weak Pond channel.
0: <laughs> oh. What's your uh, feelings on uh, Batfleck and Keaton being in the same movie together? Excited, very excited. Um, I mean, it could just be fan service, in which case it would be terrible. But for both of those two to sign on the dotted line, I don't think they need the money. I think I think they must have seen a script and thought this is
1: worth doing. Do what? The thing that gives me hope is that Michael Keaton was happy to walk away from what would have been Batman 3 at his time because it wasn't good enough. And he's not one of these actors that just appears in everything left, right and centre. He's, he's at a point in his career where he can pick and choose what he wants to do. So that gives me hope that, like you say, actually they've seen it and they thought, this is decent. Same with Ben Affleck. He seems quite happy to have walked away from the DCEU in general, yeah. but has been able to be coaxed Back for this, so yeah, hopeful. With I feel like this is a phrase that I've used ever since.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: every inc- DC base. The inception of the DC universe. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, optimistic. cautiously optimistic. That's it. That's, it. that's the phrase.
0: <laughs> I'm going to make a mashup of that. Just samples of you saying cautiously optimistic on different podcast episodes.
1: Uh, there's a It there must be at least. Six or seven of them. Do you think that
0: uh, with Keaton's Batman, it will be a continuation of where George Clooney left off? Or will they do a Superman Returns and pretend film three and four never happened? Did
1: did Superman Returns ignore Superman three? Yes. I never got that. I knew it was ignoring for but...
0: Yeah, well, in theory, the idea is that um, Superman and Lois Lane slept together, then he did that weird date rape kiss and <laughs> <laughs> made them forget that that never happened, <laughs> which then... Questionable. Yeah different times then Superman Returns suggests he flew off and then came back five years later at which point she's got a five year old
1: child so between them Superman 2 and Superman Returns turn the character of the sort of idealistic ideal of all American life into someone who coerces women without consent into kissing and then abandons their children yeah pretty much that good work good work Hollywood
0: I mean, in, this is what was said in all the kind of press for it, but in my opinion, is as, as bad as 3 and 4 are, I don't like to just write them off. They're canon as far as I'm
1: concerned. I think once you've made a film, you should stick with it. Exactly. not redress it or alter it at all. No, you can, you can not mention it, in which case fans
0: can invent whatever continuity they want in their head, but you don't have to call
1: it out that it's now scrubbed from the ledger yeah I think work around what you've got yeah work around it so on on that
0: note do you think uh, Keaton will just not mention that
1: Forever and Robin happened or will you because you know, I suppose the fact that it's Keaton in that continuity that's the same Batman isn't it mm. so it's about what constitutes canon and where do you snip and edit the canon? Yeah. Because in theory, or are we saying that because he's still played by Keaton, that that Batman, at the point we visit him, is between the Keaton and Kilmer? No. But he's older, no. so I don't know. Nah. I think, just don't mention it. Yeah. Just just be happy and enjoy that you got Keaton back in the suit. In, in my mind... Ben Affleck
0: was a continuation of The Clooney. There's no
1: reason why it shouldn't be. No, an older Batman, been in service for a while. Clearly at one point had a Robin but has lost them. Yeah. So actually, what you're saying is the DCEU picks up the continuity of what started with the Keaton Batman.
0: Yeah.
1: I like it. That will prove prove not to be true. Because they're both. Or... I don't know, it's a flash film, isn't it? You can, you can have anything. It's time travel, it's space travel, it's it's anything it needs to be to service the, the plot.
0: Yeah. Just say multiverse. It's done. That answers every continuity problem ever. It's just on the hell mouth, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right, Angel.
2: Leave it now. Soldiers of Hell is a Fosgate Studios production. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, comment and share.